Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Another great week, another exciting week. I'm sick and tired of all the Donald Trump news we hear, good, bad, and indifferent. There is more to the world than Donald Trump. Uh, but we're stuck with him. Until he's out of office, we're going to have to listen to all this. Uh, whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, for him or against him, it is a little too much. Many other things are happening in this world that we should all want to hear about, good, healthy things. I'm going to start with a story, which is not today's news. Uh, it is many years ago, but it's a happy thing, or at least I think it's happy because it's an amusing thing. It's a story about Harry Truman. You will recall that Harry Truman uh, made 11 trips to Key West while he was president, 11 vacations, for a total of 175 days. This was the Shangri-La. Key West was the Shangri-La. Now it's 1948. It's election day in November 1948, November 6th. Truman is expected to get buried by Thomas Dewey, the Republican candidate. No one expected uh, the president to win, Truman to win. Uh, he won, and it was surprising. Uh, so surprising, two examples. The Chicago Tribune went to press the night of election, apparently before all the votes were in. And their headline in the morning paper that was distributed was, uh, Truman defeats Dewey. In those days, uh, we had radio. There wasn't television like we understand it. There really wasn't television in effect. And the great radio announcer of the day, the, the man everyone listened to, everyone respected, was H.V. Taltenborn. And he had a special voice, a heavy, deep voice, heavier than mine. And uh, he, went on t he went on the radio election night, late election night, and he says, Dewey has won. Truman has lost. Well, <laughs> that was wrong also. And because uh, before the sun came up the next day, Harry Truman had won. God bless him because he was a good president. Uh, we don't know what kind of a president Dewey would have made, but we do know that Trump was, I believe Trump is one of our top five presidents in the history of this country. That being the case. Election Day, November 6, 1948. Truman is tired. Beat the hell out of him, the campaign. He tells his White House administrative team and some close friends, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Key West. I'd like you to come with me. Well, he, his, he had a usual team that followed him for these trips. However, for this particular trip, Wife Bess and daughter Margaret could not come on such short notice. This wasn't a planned trip. We're just getting the hell out of Dodge. This is what the president was saying. And the ladies couldn't make it. They said, we'll be down Sunday. So uh, the president, Truman, and his group got there on Wednesday, November 7th, in the evening. Now, don't, no one knows the reason why, but Truman said to all his friends, we're not going to shave. We're going to grow beards and mustaches only for three or four days until Bess and Margaret come. Just before they get here, we'll shave them off, but we are not shaving. Understand, my friends, 
especially the males will understand this. The females may not. Men hate to shave. I hate to shave. Uh, anyhow, uh, so they started growing beards. Uh, Truman referred to his small developing beard as, quote, chin whiskers and, quote, a goatee. A mustache was also beginning to grow and was on its way. Don't forget, we only get three or four days to this, but the guys are starting to look sloppy on the second and third day. Uh, Truman and his buddies permitted their beards and mustaches to flourish. There were always a huge group of reporters whenever Truman was down here. Any place a president goes, there are reporters. And you know how they ask so many questions today and get in the president's face. Well, the reporters did little to bother Truman on this trip, especially regarding the face hair. They knew he had fought the tough battle. He needed a rest. Uh, and he, he asked one of the reporters, why aren't you guys pressing me, asking me questions? And he was told by the reporter that the press had put a, quote, lid on the matter out of respect for him. No one's business but the president's, that he was, for example, growing a beard. Can you believe such a thing happening today? It just would not occur. They say, well, the president didn't shave today, etc." On Thursday, second day there, Truman was poolside. One of the reporters politely asked him, however, quote, is that a Van Dyke? Truman replied, quote, no, it's not a Van Dyke. It's a Jeff Davis. Truman silently thought for a minute and added to his response, quote, if I kept it, I would look like Jeff Davis, Uncle Sam, and Abe Lincoln, my Uncle Rube, and my two grandfathers. Uh, Bess and Margaret were due Sunday morning. Truman told his friends early that morning, get your beards off. The ladies are on their way. He doubted that Bess would like uh, how any of them looked, so the beards and mustaches came off. Now, there was a naval attache, an assistant naval aide in the White House. His name was William M. Rigdon. He was a commander by the time he retired in the 1950s. He got that job in the White House under Roosevelt in 1942 and continued to 1943, uh, a year after Truman was out of the White House. And his job was just to be a nice guy and record everything that happened, okay? Whatever the president did, good, bad, or indifferent, it's in the log. And these logs are all over the place, but you have to dig for them to get the information. And this beard thing I had to dig for. Anyhow, uh, the, the log contained matters of national and international importance, as well as things like the beards, Truman's poker games, and the college football games they all betted on one season. Uh, it was all, it's all there in the logs. Well, beards have gone mainstream today. Uh, men are back to growing them, even me. I'm not ashamed to admit I am into my sixth week of a beard, and I love it, okay? Uh, too bad Truman could not let his beard grow six weeks. What a difference a few weeks make. Now, there are elections going on today in just certain states. Uh, I only have information on Kentucky, and it is not total. Kentucky has the full race today, gubernatorial state legislature. Kentucky is important. It's a Republican state. It's a Republican state. 
uh, has been. And, uh, of course, the Democratic, Democrats want to capture it. Last night, Donald Trump was in Kentucky for a rally. He said, vote for the Republican candidate. His name's something like Matt Breer. He's been governor for one term already. And he says, a vote for him is a vote for me. You vote for him because you like what I'm doing in Washington. Put it on the line. Well, just before we went on air tonight, 86% of the vote was in. 86%. And the Democratic candidate, Andy Bescher, is winning by three points, 51 to 48. Could change. Could change with the 15, 16 points left or uh, percent of the, the electorate left. But that's the story so far. And that's all I know about anything. When this show is over in about 20 minutes, we'll know what happened in Kentucky. I hope the Democrat wins. Uh, What can I tell you? That's how I feel. I am anti-Donald Trump and anything he stands for. He is destroying our nation. He is destroying our way of life. And anyone, it's fine if you don't agree with me, but beware. Our country is crumbling. Our way of life is crumbling. Okay. Want to come to Key West now. Want to talk about flooding. Really want to talk about climate change and global warming. Uh, we have climate change. We have global warming. We not being Key West alone. We being all over the world, it's happening. And everyone seems to be on top of this, or most people, except, of course, Donald Trump. He doesn't believe in global warming. Well, let me tell you what's happening here. Uh, Key West is a small island. I'm going to refer everything to Key West. It's easy to explain. Key West is a small island. One and a half by four miles. That's all. We are a tiny island. Uh, And I've always said, and a lot of my compatriots down here who live here, say a good surge could carry us out to sea, the whole island. And we believe this, that someday this whole island may be covered by water. No one will will be living here. Global warming is what is causing this to become an event awaiting. Whenever it rains here in Key West, the streets flood. Not all of them. A certain, more than a few. When I first came down here 30 years ago, um, the streets would flood because, you know, Key West is at uh, zero water level. We're not two feet above sea level. We're at sea level, okay? And uh, we'd get water. We'd get a heavy rainstorm, and we'd have water, and we'd have the water maybe for three or four hours, and it was gone. Then as time went on, the water stayed around all day, uh, and more recently, in the last month, it was here for five days. Some streets were flooded uh, because more and more water is coming on shore when there's a heavy rain. And also, we're into key tide season. And whenever the moon is full, this, it's very true, all these things. Uh, the water comes in. The water level is higher. And we can't cope with this. And the most important fact is, in the Antarctic, those, those mountains of ice, they're, they're, they're fading. They're falling apart. They're cracking. They're floating into warmer waters. And every time they break and float into the water, they come north. And what happens? They melt. And when they melt, they increase the height of the water. So now here we are. Uh, we're, we're, we're in trouble a little bit. Uh, I am concerned. 
I, I worry about a mass flooding of Key West. I believe it's inevitable. Uh, unless we do something about global warming, and I, I think it, I believe it may be too late. Uh, also, would none of us seem to be doing much to prevent it, whether in Key West or in Washington, D.C., or anywhere else in the world? There's a lot of talk, but not enough action. These, all the countries of the world don't understand. They've got to sit down together. It's, most of them hate each other, but this is something they've got to pay attention to because there's going to be a calamity at some point. This is what I believe. You may not, and it's going to affect everyone on the planet Earth. Now, when this flooding comes, my first home here in Key West that I owned for 23 years was on the water. I was right on the ocean, okay? That house won't be there. I'm telling you right now. Now, the water's going to come on shore, and it's going to move to the heart of the island. When? I think in 10 to 20 years. That soon could be, if not 30 years, okay? But in 10 to 20 years, because the water levels are getting higher and higher, and every time it rains, the rain in the street, the flooding remains more and more time. People are swimming in it. They're kayaking in this stuff. I'm not trying to be dramatic. That's the way it is. That's amusing now. It won't be maybe 10 years from now. So it's something to be concerned about. <coughs> I doubt the whole island's going to go. We do have a point in the middle of the island called Solaris Hill. Uh, the water would have to really be high, about 20 feet to cover Solaris Hill, just one little area up high in the middle of Key West. Uh, so something to be concerned about. None of us are. We talk about it here in Key West. We're starting to talk about it. Uh, people who have homes here are concerned that perhaps we should sell now before this really becomes a problem that people are cognizant of and the market goes down, whether they're on the water or they're somewhere several blocks off the water. So it's a problem, and we've, we've got to start dealing with this because it isn't going to be just Key West. It isn't going to be just Florida. It's going to be New York City, too. That's the way it is. Okay, whither the goes next? Uh, what do we got here now? Uh, I had a bad weekend. I woke up in the middle of the night Friday with chest pains. I ended up in the hospital. Uh, fortunately, every, this, I'm glad, but every time you go to the hospital, there's nothing wrong with you. I thought I was dying. I, I get to the hospital, I felt terrific. I wasn't having a heart attack. They thought I was having an embolism, embolism but nothing. Uh, who the hell knows, but I'm glad I'm okay. Anyhow, that was my, my weekend from, from Friday. Uh, now, iguanas. We have iguanas down here. They look like little, little um, dinosaurs. The ones we have here are green. They run anywhere from one and a half to five or six feet. Most are about three and a half feet. They're ugly. Uh, they are of no practical value. They do nothing for the environment. They do nothing for humanity. Uh, what are they good for? They don't eat humans. They don't care about us. They, used to, they generally run in families, by the way, mother, father, and several, several children. I'm sincere. And when they walk, they look like birds, you know, the mother bird and then the little baby birds in a straight line. They used to be on my deck at my house uh, in Key Haven. I'd go out there, and a couple would be sitting, sometimes Big Daddy and Big Mama. I'd walk right up to them. They wouldn't even look at me. <laughs> they keep their face to the sun. I'm within inches 
they don't pay any attention, and they don't like, they don't eat human flesh. They don't eat animals. They eat flowers <laughs> and foliage, which, is, which costs a lot of money in Key West to plant, and it costs a lot of money in Key West to keep up. We are not like the rest of the world where people go buy flowers on a Saturday or plant, and they plant them, and then they take care of them. they got a little yard. Here, everyone's got sort of a big yard, and it costs very much money to buy them. It, carry, it costs very much money to keep them alive. Uh, we don't get water all the time. They have to be watered. You have to put the right fertilizers on. It's a major job, and everything is expensive. Everything is expensive. And they eat your flowers. They really like flowers. And you replant. And then they eat them again. This goes on three or four times a year. You want to kill the bastards. Excuse me for swearing. The other problem is they defecate just like human beings. The only problem is where do they defecate? In your pool. They defecated twice in my pool. I had a big pool. I had to empty the pool out of all the water, cleanse it, Proper chemicals to kill whatever their defecation carries and refill the pool. Costs money again. I hate these guys, all right? Up until this time, it has been illegal to kill iguanas in the state of Florida. Florida's head is screwed on backwards when it comes to killing bad things. You will understand in the next 60 seconds. Uh, now it has become legal because iguana, uh, the state of Florida recognizes that iguanas have become a significant problem. They're only in the Keys, by the way. There are no iguanas north of the Keys. You get from Miami north, you're talking about squirrels. Here it's iguanas. Uh, and the, now the state's saying, well, do what you must, but what you must is limited. If you're going to kill them, what the hell are you going to do if you grab them? I don't even know if they got a state place you can take your guns. If you're going to kill them, you, you should not use a gun. You should, you should not use bullets, real bullets. You should use a BB gun to the head. Or you should take a club and hit them in the head. And that's the way you should kill them. can't kill them another way. Now, this reminds me of the pythons. Pythons came into the state of Florida basically in 1992 with Hurricane Andrew. The uh, Andrew was a was a five. Went through Homestead, uh, demolished everything. I went through Homestead three weeks after Andrew hit. Everything was flat. Brought tears to my eyes. I couldn't imagine what this thing was that had hit them. Anyhow. Uh, People, where did the pythons come from? People were keeping them as, as uh, pets. And when the hurricane came, they didn't take the, the pythons with them in the car when they were trying to escape. They left them in the house. And these pythons, I don't know the number, it wasn't that large. They flew all over that area of Florida, just outside of Miami, into the homestead area of the Northern Keys. Well, you couldn't kill the pythons. They were a protected species. Uh, and over a period of something like 20 years, that python population, because they're very promiscuous, they propagate, they have sex all the time, and the female carries, I don't know how many hundred seeds at one time that she deposits. There are now in excess of one million pythons, 
And this is only in South Florida in the Keys. One million pythons uh, with the number growing. They're in the northern Keys with the number growing. The state really isn't sure, but the state says this last year. We, we waited too long, as they have waited too long, I believe, with the iguanas. And now the python population is out of control. These bastards, excuse me, are 15 to 20 feet long. If they're going to eat you, they take your whole body in and then digest it. Uh, or they squeeze you to death and then suck you in. It's over 1 million. We don't know the actual number, but it's large. We cannot eradicate them. We cannot eliminate the pythons. This is what the state of Florida is telling us. The only thing we can do is hope to control the population. So now they allow people to go in and kill pythons. Uh, they even have python killing days, three days a year. Uh, and pythons can be shot. Again, though, you got to shoot them in the head or you got to hit them in the head. I don't know why they do this with these terrible animals or fish or whatever kind of vermin they are. Anyhow, that's the story of what's happening here with iguanas. The state waited too long, and they're really, they're really not nice. They're all over our streets. But the big thing is the flower beds, the foliage, and defecating in your pool. Want to talk about our president, El Presidente. I want to talk about the California fires in El Presidente. The California fires have gone wild again in the past two weeks. Trump has claimed for the second time a couple of days ago that the fires are caused by California not sweeping, and I put that in quotes, not sweeping its forest floors. He has this impression, that, you know, the foliage drops, branches drop, that you must sweep. You must rake the floor. And if you rake the floor and sweep it, these wildfires would not occur. I'll show you where he got this idea that is not correct in the whole story. Anyhow, he sent a message to California's Governor Newsom, who he doesn't like anyhow because they're political foes. Trump claims that Newsom and California are doing a, quote, terrible job of forest management. And as with the wildfires several months ago, Trump said California should do as Finland Finland does and rake and clean its forests. He also said he was going to cut off. He did threaten this the last time. He may mean it this time. He was going to cut off federal funding that normally would be provided to help California with recovery. Now, typical of Donald Trump pronouncements, he was wrong. He is wrong with the Finland comparison. He knows not that of which he speaks. I did a little homework, a little research. Uh, Professor Leskin, Leskinen, A-L-E-S-K-I-N-E-N, -E is a Finnish woodlands expert, fire expert, very prominent in, amongst European nations in his specialty. Uh, he said he, don't know what, he doesn't know what Trump, this is funny, what Trump means by raking and sweeping. He suspects that a couple of years ago, Trump spoke to one of his Finnish counterparts and misunderstood whatever that guy said to him. In any event, raking and sweeping have nothing to do with the fires, the control of fires in Finland, and they do do a good job over there, by the way. But the reason they do a good job uh, is because 
there are differences between their forests and our forests. Okay? He said, Phoenix forests have an extensive network of roads which act as fire breaks and provide quick access to emergency services. He also represented that Phoenix forests are small individual ones separated by lakes and rivers. None of this is in California. There is also a difference in the type of trees and other vegetation with those found in California. Phoenix trees are less flammable. I didn't know they could be less flammable, but they're less flammable than those found in California. Uh, the professor went on. He said, cooler conditions on average exist in Finland than the hot, dry weather in California, which is accelerating because of global warming, and we have more and more hot, dry weather every year in California. And the professor also said that Finland benefits from a network of volunteers who make up an effective early warning system, thus enabling fires to be doused before they spread. So Donald's wrong. The papers aren't even talking about what this professor said. I don't understand these things other than there's so much Donald Trump to talk about, they can't explore it all and investigate it all. Another claimed area of knowledge by Donald Trump is the border wall. We know that. He was going to build the border wall. Remember, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. What a joke this whole thing is. It's ruining the country. Look at all the terrible things that have come down from that. Babies being taken from their mothers, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Now, in September, Trump took a little money from another place and got a little money in the budget, and he said he was going to build some new walls and re or repair. And then it ended up he built some and he repaired some, ones which were and repair some, and he, they were going to be in a, quote, virtually impenetrable, virtually impenetrable, and could not be climbed to get over. He said this in September. This, remember, he said this is like steel or something. You know, you can't cut through this. Well, here it is a mere two months later. A certain area has had the new walls uh, or the repaired walls erected. The report thus far indicates the walls are failing. Smugglers are sawing through. Powerful tools are being used. Cordless reciprocating saws that cost less than $100 at Home Depot. Now, what's Trump going to say? You know, nobody's going to get through these walls and nobody can climb over them. And they're using, they're using the old system for getting over, by the way, folks. Just a bigger ladder. Anyhow, Trump and his people are now saying, well, you know, all walls cannot be got, all walls cannot be totally impregnable. Some can be gotten through. Uh, and that's the new line in the last week to 10 days. All right. Uh, okay. My time is running out here shortly, but let's see what else I can get in here uh, this morning. Probably one more issue. Uh, Let's see, I'm, I'm ch checking some of my notes. Dresden, Dresden, Germany, is uh, a major German city. Recall the Allies in World War II bombed the hell out of Dresden. Dresden, as with all other German communities, quickly adapted following World War II, 
World War II, to a way of life similar to that of most allied communities. Nazism was totally and absolutely rejected. Things have changed. Dresden now has a Nazi emergency. In German, it's called Nazi-N-O-Stand. means Dresden has a serious problem. Open democratic society is threatened. A neo-Nazi mayor has been elected. Not does not mean Dresden has become a Nazi bastion. Uh, the city council voted in favor the other night, 39-29, in support of a resolution reflecting and showing the dismay for the neo-Nazi mayor and the wave of new Nazi images creeping over Dresden doesn't exist. Or it exists, but it's not taking control. Uh, so there's a problem over there. They are very much anti-Islam tremendously anti-islam and anti-islam is on the and islam is i'm sorry islam the islam religion the, the uh, muslim religion is in a growing uh, position in dresden more and more of them are coming in so they have a problem it's not a healthy situation that is the show for tonight i hope you have enjoyed i do a blog every morning you read it it's on uh you can Google it, com. If you like what I say here, you'll like what you read. It only takes a couple of minutes. This is Louis Patron. This is me. I'm signing off again this week from Paradise, and it is Paradise, Key West, Florida. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I look forward to being with you again next week. <laughs>